Will climate kill US? It was originally global warming, then climate change, then the Green New Deal, then the Paris Accord, then the New World Orders for EGS and personal footprints, then then toxic gases will wipe out humanity but the plants, oceans and fish will love it, then us humans are the problem so stop eating animals, stop farting, kill all the animals who are farting, restore the rainforests, fix the hole in the ozone layer, plan to move to the moon or Mars to avoid toxic waste and gas-burning cars, ovens, refrigs, stoves, furnaces, and become a vegetarian or vegan. It's a sand heap world master jack. We seem to forget that Mother Nature, the cosmos, El Nino, La Nina is out of our reach for reforming their role in the bigger picture of control the trade winds, stop all forest fires, stop lumbering businesses, stop making plastics, stop oil and gas businesses, force every American to behave without regard to the real problem makers in Asia, South, and Central America, Europe, and Mideast. But above all tell El Nino and La Nina to stop heating and cooling our atmosphere, throwing the whole country and world off kilter, so the sun can kill us instead of fossil fuels. As with any natural order of things here on earth any changes other than natural causes result in unnatural results. Where wolves cease balancing the caribou in Canada and cattle in northern USA because human beings altered their natural habitat. Is it a true problem or a political issue dogging us with predictions that never come true and false positives of deprivation, creating, and new segment of society that are the problem makers, and should be eliminated as they have in Russia and China? Like the inner city ghettos, remnants of Hitler, Stalin, Mao, and Castro. Aha, it's the elite taking over again, and again until the Savior returns to cleanse the earth of sinners, and leave the winners to get obese, and smoke dope while quietly quitting their jobs for free college, food stamps, no taxes, no food, no life on the land of the dying sun. An ounce of prevention is worth trillions of dollars chasing a pipe dream of compliance that only leads of deprivation, and untimely death. Humans are their own worst enemy when lead to water with fear tactics. Read Michael Crithen's book Fear Factor for a portrayal of how political agendas are couched in false positives caused by fear, and fear alone, without promised outcomes. In effect, this false positive will cost America its future by eroding our sources and resources of profits and equity to support the debt already incurred either by current and past administrations that failed as miserably globally and internally by not having a third-party swing vote to balance the financial and societal problems with practical solutions. This is why I have decided to throw my hat into the ring with the swing vote party that will return civility to the political process and sanity to our financial future by winning the trade war we have suddenly lost. All of this is covered in my American Enterprise Trilogy, Volume 1 Why We Have to Do This, Volume 2 How to Do It Within Confines of a Quasi-Reorganization to Drain the Swamp, Dispose of the Alligators and Reign in Big Brother Government and the Brotherhood of Big This and That Under a Plan to Downsize Government and Upsize Free Enterprise by Privatizing Education, Healthcare, Transportation, Energy Production, Environment and International Relations, USA Debt and Deficits Growing $250 Billion Per Week, Mission statement proposes that the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party represents enterprising Americans that downsizes government and upsizes enterprise, with investor capitalism and human capitalism working together founded on humanism policies that reduce regulations, debt, waste and deficits by following generally accepted accounting principles to manage, under constitutional, democratic government, the finances and resources of our great American enterprise that resolves racism with the forces of capitalism and socialism being bipartisan allies for humanism and peace. USA debt and deficits growing $250 billion per week, a $33 trillion dollar current liability and $180 trillion in obligations. How in the world will we ever pay it back? The answer is we aren't going to. USA, 
Red Inc. instead of USA Incorporated cannot perform miracles with its current form of government. Where everything is called an issue to be tabled and problems are deferred by borrowing from our suppliers, China, Russia, Iran, OPEC, South Korea, Japan who have stolen our technology, and will eventually only take over our gold and energy reserves. If you don't believe me just look at gold and energy as being our only fungible assets that the rest of the world can spend if our dollar, 36 cents fiat currency, purchase value, isn't worth, its salt. At Lexington we have 8,000 metric tons gold, 261 trillion metric ounces, of gold bullion with a book value $1 trillion, and market value of $493 billion book. In essence USA, Red Inc., is borrowing without collateral. Not even gold bullion or precious metals, less uranium and plutonium that Hillary sold to Russian and Obama to Iran, and Biden oil to China, $100 billion in weapons to Ukraine. The trade deficit is $1 trillion per year, further draining cash flow are of the fiat currency market. Adding it all up our country is valued at $180 trillion in current and long-term net worth, and owes $205 trillion so we are $25 trillion underwater. This leaves us at the mercy of any supplier who demands more collateral than a treasury bill, unless they can hedge on shorter terms or receive increased interest payments, current annually federal, state and local government spent or incurred over $1 trillion in borrowing costs in 2022, with a 27.6% increase due to the Fed raising rates. The debt clock www.usedebtclock.org is ever more definitive on the rise, and fall of the American empire happening on or before a current administration, gets through with it in 2024. As history show us bankruptcy happens slowly, and it only takes two creditors to put us into dissolution mode. Oh no, the Constitution protects America from going bankrupt. No, it says the United States cannot spend more than it earns. Our main pieces of quick cash to fund a plan of quasi-reorganization is for our millionaires, billionaires and trillionaire corporations to funnel capital back into the great American enterprise before it sinks. BlackRock, Bridgewater hedging against America is the first to step up. Then Amazon, Apple, Walmart, Costco, Tesla, GMC, CVS, Exxon, Berkshire, Alphabet, McKesson, Microsoft, Cigna, Atant, Amerisource, Bergen, Kroger, Walgreens, Kroger, Ford Motor, JP Morgan, Verizon, etc. And bankruptcy terms needs reinvestment. 15% of net worth in American trade war bonds is a reasonable place to start using gap generating $5.3 trillion per year, five years, and $10.6 trillion for five years, totaling $73.5 trillion in new capital in 10 years redeemable tranches in 1, 15 or 20 years at 15% of GDP. The quasi-plan requires Congress to convert all accounting records to GAAP, ASAP and report to Americans the financial condition of the federal, state and local governments within a year of the plan being approved by a special Chapter 10 trustee, who reports to the President, Congress, governors, mayors, townships of the USA quarterly. All fiscal budgeting will be based on GAAP and debt service reporting to the Departments of Treasuries that embraces the Federal Reserve as Department of Finance of U.S. government. What are the major bleeding arteries? 1. Shutdown of energy revenues cash flow of $5 trillion per year. 2. Open borders supporting 5 million more welfare cases. Increased cost of $400 billion for border parole, housing, food, medical expenses and community transportation for immigrants. 3. Increase in interest costs at all levels $1 trillion due to Fed increases in debt service. 4. Budget deficit of $7 trillion for funding Biden Green New Deal and legislation. 5. Inflation costing $2 trillion in paychecks for new federal IRS policemen, minimum wage increases and child credits. 6. 
Justice Department spending on abortion and crime wave at all levels. 7. Increase in healthcare costs due to fentanyl deaths. 8. $100 billion in equipment for Afghanistan departure and Ukraine war. Biden's bottom line solution is a $5 trillion increase in federal income taxes, $200 billion for state budgets increases net of taxes to cover $7 trillion federal budget with $1 trillion in losses to the trade deficit. Impeachment will stop the bleeding but not fix the heart of the problem. 24 million employees and another 100 public retirees of federal, state, and local employees and retirees annually drawing down or coming due in the future 360% of GDP, per Wuppenthbooks.org. Okay, Sherry and I are out on the porch. What's on these little kids swing in the hammock? Looks like somebody's going to get hurt. Anyway, we were talking about uh, in our last podcast. It was a there was a discussion we had around the breakfast table called global trade, which I think we got to the meat of a lot of things when it comes to who's going to run in 2024 and who's going to be the next president. I guess that's what's on um, 300 million people's minds once or twice a day, depending upon whether you lean left or right or are floundering in the middle. Uh, For myself, uh, I've spent a lot of time writing about it, podcasting about it, trying to figure out what the best path would be for my books to get distributed since they relate to the health of Americans and the physical and mental health of Americans. I call that self-help and then some poetry books that have a lot of political poems in it and some positive attitude tools. But Sherry's the one that gets me to talking about the real meat of the of uh, the discussion. Who do we think should be the next president of the United States? Sherry, here, tell me. Tell me who you think. Take this. (laughs) Say something. Well, Trump's the only one I can think of. Why would you think? Why would you think of him? Because he, uh, because he's always, he's been a leader in business, and and, uh, um, and I just like a lot of the things he seems to stand for. Which is what? You don't know, do you? <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Well, I just feel like he understands business. And and I think he understands politics. What business does he understand? Well, I think he did. You know, a, a person in business has to um, have a picture in their mind of what they want to accomplish, and I think that's the type of person he is. Well, Joe Biden and Hunter Biden are in business. Aren't they? Oh, not that's by my bus- help. Business of corruption. <laughs> Not by my help. The selling of privilege? I don't mean guessing. I mean knowing. No, they're, they're, in, they're in 
they're selling guessing. their privilege. Yeah, that's for sure. They're committing treason. Yeah. No, I think I think Trump. The reason I he comes to mind is because I think he loves America. I think he's always. I mean, I've heard of him for years. And go ahead, keep answering the question. Uh, your choice of. Well, 24 president. What, what if he can't run? You mean what if he won't run? Why no, couldn't he run? Because of all these indictments. Oh. Yeah, well, they're still after him for whatever they can find to... Uh, yeah, I would say. Yeah, that's, that's <clears throat> because they're afraid he is going to be... Well, it's um, politics. It's dirty. Yeah, it is. It's it is. Dirty. But... Um, I don't know. He's just the only person that comes to mind because I feel like he's always had a direction in his life and it always seems to be, I don't know, I've always agreed with his, his uh, politic, or his, the way he um, thinks about business and, and uh, politics and you couldn't you couldn't stand him, and neither could I when he was coming down the elevator in New York City and going to announce that he was going to be president. I know I couldn't believe that, but I liked him once he got in. I really, uh, you know, I think he loves America, and, and the choices he was making were for America. You know, and what does he love best, himself or America? No, I think he loves America now. Before that, I thought it was himself, but after after he he got in, I think he should be on Mount Rushmore with Lincoln and Roosevelt, and Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know. I don't know for sure because I don't know what those people did to get on there, just because they were president. I guess I don't know. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> What about, let, let me give you some other alternatives here. You handle this microphone. What about uh, a swing vote that, that's happening right now? It has been happening. Joe, Joe Manchin, the Democrats. Um, I still need to hear more about Joe Manchin. I, I know he's a Democrat, and I'm usually not not in favor of Democrats, but um, I would have to I would have to know more about what he really is thinking. Where with Trump, I and it wasn't that he was always my favorite person in politics or anything, but I just, I liked he loved America and he, he I felt like everything he did was for his country, and that's the way he looked at it. Well, that's, I guess that's the way I felt when I voted for him twice. You know, would I vote for him again if he were nominated? Well, if, if, that, if that's the choice between Biden and Donald Trump, there isn't any question I'd vote for uh, Donald Trump. But I would also be on his doorstep saying, you need a plan. And I've got the plans. And I have the party. And if you're going, if you're going to run as a Republican, good luck. But if you want to run as the American Enterprise swing vote party, 
that really has a vision and a path to peaceful coexistence in the world, leadership, and retaining our number one position, then I've got the game plan. And if you and I could work together, you as the president and I as the uh, the uh, consultant of a quasi-reorganization to get this debt uh, within reasonable uh, terms. And that's going to take a, a Chapter 11 bankruptcy plan. And we're going to give some haircuts here, like the college debt. Guess who we give the college debt back to? The colleges. Look at the money they they made. They, they made it on the basis of, the, of this stupid government guarantee that allows anyone, whether they got the, the grade point or the initiative or any objectives and goals in mind to pay it back. Of course they, sh- they should pay it back. And if they don't pay it back, then it's going to have to go back to the creditor, which was the colleges and universities, not the government. They just took the college and universities just took the advantage of raising all their their tuitions and their costs they said, well, yeah, it was all professors doubled, tripled, or quadrupled their, their salaries. Now they've got, there's a professor from the University of Illinois that gets $360,000 a year in pension because they get the average of the last two or three years. And, and this public health thing, it's, it's ridiculous what all these institutional people are getting for doing what? They're not accountable for anything. Are the colleges and universities accountable for the, the number of failures that they have? That don't people that don't finish but still borrowed the money? No, it's going to have to sit in their laps. It's not everyone's responsibility to pay off their debt. There isn't enough of everyone. Matter of fact, there isn't enough of, of, of Americans' equity or net worth to pay off the government's debt long-term debt of $180 trillion. Our, by, by even valuing everything on Earth that America has, including, including its farmland and the oil and the, and, and the lithium and the gold and everything of value, we still couldn't pay off that debt. That, that debt is more than the rest of the world's GDP. This is insane. So, yes... Donald Trump would be my choice, but he will fail. If there isn't a plan in place and working a plan, this country's gone. It's not going to be number one. It's sliding down the number one hill right now, and it's crossing China as they go up. And they're doing it on the basis of wealth transferred from this country to theirs. And they continue to steal it if they can. So... We'll see. I don't believe that Donald Trump will be nominated. And I'm the idiot that said Biden was a rabbit. He would never be nominated and he would never be elected. And good God, look what we have. And then you could say, okay, Biden could not be reelected. But what if he did? Does. He's going to run with Harris. Harris is going to claim she got him there. What if he falls over dead? Is the giggler going to be our leader? Uh, boy, that is insane. So, I, I think everyone in this country, left, right, or in, indifferent, has got to look for an alternative. 
Uh, and I'm proposing, here comes a motor light. I'm proposing the American Enterprise Party being that swing vote party, like Joe Manchin was. He, he stopped Biden's craziness to an extent. He talks like, he acts like a Democrat and talks like a Republican. Why? Because he straddles West Virginia, which is, he's a Democrat and it's a Republican state. And he's got aspirations of either being the governor or being president. Yeah, I would talk to him about representing the American Enterprise Party because he understands the concept of the swing vote. One man, swing vote, stopped a, a good part of the build back, back bigger, better government. And, and he will continue to do so. And in the, But on the other hand, we have the rhinos swing vote that pitched in and passed a $1.9 trillion stimulus, and we have no idea where it went. We know that it went to the essential workers who got their paycheck and stimulus and continue to get the, the government employees twice. They make twice what the private sector makes on, a, on average. So we've been boondoggled enough. And so for 2024, uh, my choice, first choice, would be Donald Trump following the American Enterprise Party manifesto. So the trilogy is he he buys into that, he supports it, and he uses that as the platform. Without that, I don't think he has a prayer of, of turning America around. The swamp are the swing voters. Those are the people that 24 million people, and I and I exclude the policemen and the firemen and the first responders from that to a to a degree, but they make more money than most everyone else. Uh, no, we have to cut, we have to do haircuts somewhere. The college debt would be one. The other one would be the cut back on the bureaucracy. Uh, they all vote for Democrat or Republican anyway, and we're looking to have people that will support middle of the road, common sense, governing using accrual accounting. This, this, this country at every level is on cash basis accounting. It's like a drugstore that just has a cash register. Whatever comes in, they, they, they spend it. When there's nothing less, they borrow it. And that's the way every budgetary system works in, in federal government and state government and city government and, and county government. It's the same way. It's the institutional accounting. It's not business accounting. This country is the biggest business enterprise ever invented, ever. You could go back to the, to the Indians in this country. Yeah, they were industrious, but they certainly didn't practice free trade. It came from the pilgrims when they got here in 1620. And, and, and CRT says they got here, the slaves got here, and they started businesses. They didn't start anything except trouble. And they didn't come here in 1619. They came here over uh, earlier, uh, and they were sent here by black slave traders in, in, in Africa. So I don't buy all that baloney. Uh, in 1620, the pilgrims started the farms and the, and the stores and the uh, mainly farms and plantations. And yes, the, the slave trade started up with slave traders in, in Africa, shipping them over here. And yeah, that was, that was one of the worst things that 
that uh, the pilgrims or the, the uh, plantation owners did if they would have treated them like we're trying to treat uh, these immigrants coming in here and believing they're, believing they're going to make something of themselves and then have, we have to have them prove it, uh, which is one of the worst things ever is to open the borders to whoever wants to come through with whatever drug they're carrying with them or disease or lack of initiative or, or terrorist tendencies or you might have one in a thousand that turns out worth a darn. And we're letting in five, ten, a million a year minimum and ten million under this crazy president who, who just reads the teleprompter. He's not a president. Behind him are the puppeteers, you know. And when Harris inherits the presidency, which she will do if Biden wins, then what do we have? Well, Sanders, he's going to topple over, too. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, oh, my goodness. Pocahontas is going to take over. What do we have? Newsom. Well, he believes in reparation. He believes in giving America back to the Africans. Uh, boy. Anyway, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's my delusional mind again that thinks that we can get a third party in and that it would be uh, pursuing the American Enterprise Party platform, which is American capitalism and American socialism working together every day in American enterprise. That is the American dream. That is the American pie. That is the Americanism that I have termed it. And it's a winner. It's a winner around the world if we'll only sell it around the world. And we need to turn the tables on on China and Russia and OPEC and uh, Brazil and Venezuela and, and, and even those other countries, Canada, Mexico, Britain, France, Italy. They're all exporting more to us than we import to them. So we lose a trillion a year. And so if you lose a trillion a year in trade, you, you don't have any cash flow and you match it up with borrowing a trillion a year for the last 32 years. So we have 32 billion in, in our current debt and we have 184 trillion in obligations that we're not booking for Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, the entitlements that we've put into law, such as pensions for, for all the government officials. That's trillions of dollars underfunded. So you, you can tell me I'm wrong all day long and then just watch, just wait. This thing is going to collapse. This derivative bubble that we're sitting on, which is the Federal Reserve Bank, which is, is, is makes inflation. It doesn't, doesn't fix inflation. Increasing the cost of capital doesn't reduce inflation. If it destroys the consumerism, then we're all in trouble. So, no, it's a, it's a farce. They should be brought into uh, the federal, under the, under the federal government as the Department of Offense, because whoever owns the currency in the world will own the world. Right now, it's the dollar bill. That's the only thing that's keeping us as number one, is the dollar bill. And what's happened to the dollar bill since the 2000s? It's been reduced from a dollar to 30 cents. And even a dollar was inflated by inflation. 
So no, uh, we're going to lose that. The, the currency will rule the world. What currency is that going to be? Cryptocurrency. Huh, you're kidding. Cryptocurrency is going to be the game? Yeah, well, guess what? The International Monetary Fund wants China, China's currency, cryptocurrency, to be backed by all this gold that the IMF is buying and China is buying. So their plan is is to take over the, the currency of the world, which doesn't mean they're going to drop bombs on everybody. Why would they? If they control trade and the currency, like we used to and don't. My God, we, we screwed up royally. I don't even use that F word, but we have. And royally. And we're still screwing it up. Cryptocurrency, that scares everybody. No. We turn the tables on China. We turn the tables on, tables on them for global trade because we're not going to pay shipping anymore. They're going to have to pay the shipping or we're going to set up our own ships or we'll rent China out land here to, to, to bring their manufacturing and supplies over here closer to the consumer. One way or the other, we're going to turn the tables on China in a, in a plan of reorganization. And we're going we're gonna to do what they've done to us. They've outsmarted us at every angle. That's got to stop. We've got to have people running this country other than attorneys, public health officials. 99 of the 100 top salaries in, in the government are public health officials. Look what they did during the pandemic. They let that little Napoleon take over the country, shut us down, and he caused it. This is insane. Okay, I can't be the only one that's thinking this way. And it's not a conspiracy theory. It's history. Go back and look at the history books. I wrote in 2020 where the, the uh, uh, coronavirus came from. It came from America. We had a biologist map it in, in, in 1984, and I've got papers on who that was. And they also then mapped out RNA, which was the delivery system of, of coronavirus, to the DNA. And it was in the hands of Fauci because he took over in 1984 as, as the head of, of the Department of Virology in public health in the United States. And he sent that over because he's always been committed. He, he, he couldn't get a vaccine for AIDS. He blundered that one and has put the coronavirus in the Wuhan lab and who knows where to experiment with it to see if it could be, have a gain of function to be a biological weapon. And it got out of the Wuhan lab. China didn't do it. China says our military did it. Well, the reason they said that is that Fauci provided the, the DNA sequence to recreate it as a synthetic virus, and it got out of the lab. And what did he do? What did Pence do? I call Pence Judas, or Etu Brute, and, and Trump Caesar. Uh, no, he, he, he got public health in charge of the pandemic. And they're the ones that caused it. CDC? The World Health Organization, it's all a bunch of public health officials that put doctor or PhD and, and MD after their names, which is a farce. Okay, Jerry, another conspiracy theory. 
okay. Just look of how Fauci started out. He, he predicted 26 million deaths in America. He got it from some genius in California who went one plus one is two, two times two is four, four times four is 16, and finally ended up with 26 million people because it was airborne, folks. It wasn't, it wasn't on the doorknob. It's airborne. It's like any other pneumonia, viral pneumonia. We could have been using pneumonia uh, vaccine to, to slow down the progression. I, I confirmed that with uh, the public health department. It was my idea to go to, to uh, someone in the government and say, start using the, va- the, the uh, pneumonia vaccine just to slow it down in the elderly. Because the elderly were obviously the most vulnerable. And Cuomo was saying, oh, we can't triage. Oh, he was the expert. We, I need a 33,000 ventilators now, Trump. And I need a 1,000 hospital beds now, Trump. The guy was an idiot. He caused 77,000 uh, that we can count deaths in the nursing homes, plus those that were trying to visit nursing homes catching up, plus the staff by not recognizing that this thing had to be categorized by, by risk. And the immune, natural immune system should have been given the highest weight with people that are healthier, youngsters. There's no justification of having the chick kids all vaccinated. I mean, this whole thing is crazy. Or I'm crazy. Sorry if I'm crazy. Then why don't you catch on at, uh, uh, some other people and start believing what you are seeing. And not what you're hearing. So anyway, what do you think about that, Sherry? <laughs> you got to comment somehow. This comment. <laughs> I'm tired of talking. <laughs> no, I know, I know your passion, and, and uh, I agree with it. I just, um, I don't know. I just, I, this just has been the biggest mess, and. Um, I didn't even have confidence in the vaccine when they were starting to, you know, push the vaccine. Because I felt like, I don't even know if they know or if they were just guessing. Because the fact that they they allowed it to get out in the first place. But they did have the RNA uh, capability of stopping in public health in America, and they didn't. Yeah, why wouldn't they? Because Fauci's like Napoleon. Napoleon destroyed France because of his ego. Yeah. And here this guy is making more money than the president. Mm, He's the highest paid bureaucrat. Wow. And he effed up big time. Yeah. And he was covering his ass the whole time, and still is. And they're now starting to have it. Rand Paul is the only one that even got close to nailing him, and I sent him all my work, work on this, and I never heard anything back. Yeah. But it is in the history of, uh, from the public health uh, papers, mm-hmm. from the, uh, the documentation on mm-hmm. the coronavirus that it was developed in mm-hmm. the United States, sent to Wuhan lab by Fauci. Mm-hmm. And he funded the gain of function Jeez. to the point that he said it came from bats. It can't be, it can't be one vertebrate to another vertebrate. No, 
it's a, vi it's a viral infection that has to be airborne from the respiratory system. Jeez. It isn't just going to come from a bat. How are they going to breathe on you? <laughs> it's not It's not bacterial, which is something you touch and get it. It's airborne, for God's sake. Why in the hell didn't we have somebody from, from the American Hospital Association or the American Medical Association or the American Nursing Home Association talking about what it really was? Yeah, it was much, much more viral or viral because they, they improved the, the virility of it in that lab just to see if it could be, a, and, then, and then got it out, and it was a biological weapon against the whole world. And who was, who was at fault? I don't know who else you could vote for except for our little guy, Fauci, Fauci and who got him in charge of the whole thing, Pence, and now who's running for president? Our, our boy who says, so help me God, I didn't cause, you know, so help me God, he's, he had a hand in it. He put Fauci in charge of the country. He closed down the small business who were called unessential when we're more essential than any big business. Mm -hmm. All big businesses and big government were essential. They got their paychecks and the stimulus checks. So mm -hmm. there is something ra radically wrong with the way this government is set up. Yeah. There's no accountability. There's no future without the financial stability that, that we lost after the Second World War, when we actually had uh, the number one rating, we've lost that over a period of the last 50, 75 years. Look at the presidents. Not one of them was a business person. Yeah. You could say Reagan. Well, Reagan wasn't a business person. The closest he came to business is that he was in charge of the Hollywood, whatever, uh, union, actors union. But he had great people around him. Yeah. And did trickle-down work now. Did technology save Reagan? Yeah. And it made Clinton, but then he destroyed it by saying we're going to computerize everything. Well, eventually it's happening now, but it's not because any of the presidents were leading us to, to a, a winning team. Mm -hmm. We have a Department of Defense. We don't have a Department of Offense. Yeah. What, can, what can be our Department of Offense, in my estimation? Get the Fed inside call in the Department of Offense, take over the currency with a backing of our natural resources and our wealth, and convert the whole world to USA cryptocurrency. And then we'll find out if China can compete. Mm -hmm. Or we'll find out if Russia can compete. Yeah. Because they love their leader more than they love their wives. So that <laughs> isn't going to work for them in the long run. Here, we got to have lower divorces, better health, less teen pregnancies, more people graduating, more people going to, you know, we're, we're ending up 38th in healthcare and, and lower and lower in math and, and the basic communication skills. Mm -hmm. We have to privatize education, privatize healthcare. That's the only way we can get it into an entrepreneurial enterprise environment, which works way better than institutionalized everything. Yeah. We have to have government. We have to have the Constitution. We have to have the boundaries. We have to have winners and losers. Okay, well, let's make every governor accountable for certain societal 
statistics and financial statistics on a cruel basis and see who comes out the winner. Yeah. There's a real Super Bowl there. Is New York going to win? Oh, no. Is Illinois going to win? Oh, no. Who's going to win? Well, the governor should be accountable. How can the whole President Biden be in charge and make all these decisions that's destroying us when that's, that's government down? That's communism. That's authoritarian. That's totalitarian. And that's 1984. Let's have the responsibilities and the governance from the bottom up where the voter has some say. First step is your mayor or your county commissioner or the head of, or the, head of the school board or all those positions, judge positions that we just push the button based on Democrat or Republican. Mm -hmm. Have accountability. There yeah. is no accountability at any level. That yeah. is insane. Yeah. That's why we're bankrupt. I'm not going to paint a pretty picture because it isn't pretty. This, this country is so underwater that if China shuts off our paper, our, our fiat currency, and having the value of the dollar carry the exchange rate and stops buying our treasury bills, we sink. And they're going to do that. Why wouldn't they? They want to take over the world. They, and, but they're not going to destroy us. They're, they're employing us. Amazon works for them. He doesn't know it, but he does. All of these wholesalers and retailers that are buying stuff from Southeast Asia, and that includes not just China, but India, uh, Philippines, South Korea, uh, North Korea, uh, Indonesia, Australia, uh, Vietnam, all of those countries have plus exports to America. And we have negative imbalance of trade with them. So, the only way we're going to win this is with the Department of Offense controlling the currency, bring the Fed in. That's what's going to be our offense. And as far as China, you turn the tables on them with controlling the current cryptocurrency in the world, and they have to pay for they have to pay for shipping or move the supplier, and we'll rent them land in America. Mm -hmm. They're buying up farmland in America. Yeah, I they know. got 500,000 acres. They're going to do their own farming right here. They are way smarter than we are. Yeah. And Gates is just feeding into it. He's a part of this so-called Davos idiots, idiots, ESG ratings and DEI ratings because they want the stakeholders to run the country, the churches and the government. Jeez. Well, hell, they already do. Business is getting, is coming in last. And we're the guys, the workers are the ones that earn it all. And now we have to, we have to wait for our unemployment when government sinks. Mm. So that's all I have to say. And I, I believe that the plan that, that and it's not perfect, the volume one that says this, the why we have to do it, the founding fathers said warn against the uniparty. That's the two parties fighting each other and they want to control everything. That's the McCoys and Hatfields and they've got us in between. Or uh, we have to take volume two and reorganize under a protection. Mm -hmm. uh, so if we, if, uh, uh, chapter 11 protects you against uh, defaulting and dissolution. It gives oh. you time to reorganize mm -hmm. yeah. and recover and give haircuts to your fixed overhead, which has mm -hmm. got way too many government employees and 
there are areas that we can move what we spend on defense to our mm -hmm. Department of Offense, yeah. which is now utilizing currency as the weapon, not an A-bomb or a, or a missile or a supersonic whatever. And it put these countries on notice that we are number one. Yeah. We will plan to be number one. If they can compete and make things better, then they better start working with their people in Africa and India and China and bringing them up. Let let them grow instead of the, the, the top down. They get all the, the money and they have all of the, the oligarchs have all of the uh, yachts and the big homes. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and the, the famines in China have always been to take down the government, mm -hmm. you know, because it wouldn't share. Well, it still won't share. Yeah. You know, you got to love Big Brother more than you do your wife. And that's Russia. And look what it did to East Germany. There's a great example. Is East Germany was communist, and we talked to the lady that used to live there. There was nothing on the shelves. Yeah. You go to West Germany, there was everything. Yeah. Then they tore down the wall, and and Russia then had to convert to capitalism, which they're still trying to do because they're still top-down government, yeah. which won't mm -hmm. work with free enterprise. You, yeah. you, you have to be bottom up. You have to have everybody earning to learning to earn and having a skill to build. Yeah to pay their way. It's not a free world. It isn't a free American pie. It isn't a free American dream. Yeah. Uh, China has this capital. It's China capitalism, and their dream is, China's is, is to employ the rest of the world mm -hmm. and have them on their delivery. Right. Their, their prime delivery through the oceans or the yeah. planes, trains, and automobiles. Here they come from China. Yeah. Or Russia. It's Russia. Delivers all of our oil, all, all of our fossil fuels will come from Ukraine and and Crimea and, and Russia and Iran and OPEC. They could give a shit whether this ozone thing is even real. Jeez. You know, and it isn't. Yeah. We gotta have the grids. We gotta have the electricity to produce anything. Yeah. Can we do better? Solar. Oh, we can't have solar. They're liable to melt down and kill everybody. No, oh, you put them up in the satellite, and you have them wire, wirely send the, the the electric electricity down to the grids, and the grid spreads it around the world. Yeah, there are ideas from small business that have created the world. Yeah, and now they're trying to kill small business. That's what. That's what Stalin did. Yeah. He, he, he murdered the small businesses, and look what Russia happened to them. They collapsed. China, same deal. Communism doesn't work. Yeah, that's we for sure. We have to start showing around the world that free enterprise does work. Yeah. That's what I got to say. Well, I, I agree. <laughs> I know I'm shouting, but it's... No, I agree. I don't know. Well, you're just... Um, sincere, you know. The Russian yeah. the sweet here might be coming out and turning the head of the police. <laughs> he might. <laughs> okay, let me see where we are. We're still recording. Yeah, we're almost to 40 minutes. Well, it's a beautiful day here, even though it's cloudy. And, uh, um, 
I, I, Even though you scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Who is that turned off? No. Oh, no. No, we, 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 made, we made another um, around the breast breakfast table that you have to listen to. It's called Global Trade. And, it's, and, and I'm going to post this one uh, just for the heck of it. Can you erase my comment? No, I can't erase any of it. No, they need to know what kind of government they're dealing with here. Government from the ports, by the ports, of the ports here in Chicago, Illinois. Well, if you've been listening, thanks for listening. If you're not listening, then uh, tell your uh, friends, neighbors, and whoever you talk to that they shouldn't listen, and then they will. Over and out. <laughs>